Thank you, Brother Aaron. Thank you for uh, joining with us this morning for our live broadcast. I'll join with Pam and Brother Chapel and saying we appreciate that you were tuning in to us or maybe watching this later uh, on your uh, computer at home. Uh, I'll have to admit this is a new experience for me. Uh, I don't think I've ever preached to an iPhone. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm going to have to try to stand still. I can't get too far from this microphone or you won't hear me or I'll go out of the shot. And uh, I know I have a habit when I preach, I'm a walker. So I'm going to try to stand still so I don't challenge all these uh, technicians that are working to keep up with me. Like I said, this is, it's a new experience. But you, uh, in this uh, day that we live in, it seems like every morning we wake up, we wake up to a new experience. And sometimes it seems like every hour there's something new popping up. Uh, 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 the things that we used to take for granted that we uh, just did uh, for our enjoyment, for our pleasure, uh, it seems like uh, everything is being canceled. I know uh, business trips, I had, I counted up uh, this yesterday, I had like five business trips canceled. Uh, people are tr uh, canceling travel plans. Uh, I'm uh, a little appreciative uh, of the cancellations. I was due to go to Seattle, Washington in January. Uh, next month, I'm supposed to be in Switzerland. Uh, so I I'm kind of appreciative these things did get canceled, but I know there are a lot of things canceled that, uh, uh, that are uh, setting just not quite right with people. Uh, a lot of people just are all uh, up in arms sporting events are canceled. Uh, I saw this on uh, Facebook the other day, a, a sports fan posted this. It says, no sports to watch on TV. I found this strange woman, woman sitting in my living room this weekend. I think she's my wife. She seems nice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people that are sports fans, I'm, I'm sorry, you're, you're disappointed it's canceled. Uh, Going out to eat, sit down in your favorite restaurant, it's canceled. Uh, going to a movie, it's canceled. Uh, you know, even uh, our uh, salons are canceled. They say it won't be very long that we'll know everybody's true hair color. <laughs> and I know getting haircuts is canceled and you can look, I'm in need of one of those. If it goes very much longer, I'll, I'll be looking pretty shaggy. Uh, but it, you know, all the plans that we seem to make in this life, uh, especially in this time, if it's something that you uh, want to do or something that you enjoy doing, it seems like uh, the local officials, the government, and the ones making decisions, they pull out that great big rubber stamp and just say, cancel. Go to your house, close the door, stay inside. Everything is canceled. But I want to talk to you this morning about three things that aren't canceled. Three things that aren't canceled. And uh, a way of introduction, and this is not one of my three things, but I want to put this in anyway, right in the beginning. Church is not canceled. Amen. Uh, you say, how can you say that, preacher? They said, you're in a building with, I see about seven people here. And uh, we've got the doors locked. And there's churches all over the nation today that are darkened, lights are off, nobody's there and the, uh, the doors have been locked up church isn't the building Amen. 
Church is not a building. We appreciate the beautiful building that God's given us, but this isn't the church. Uh, well, you say, well, preacher said, uh, it may not be the building, but said, what about the assembling together to worship? I love assembling together to worship. Amen. I miss assembling together to worship. But assembling together to worship isn't the church. That's not the church. We are the church. You are the church. Though we can't assemble together uh, like we want to, church is not canceled. As long as we continue to pray, church isn't canceled. As long as we continue to study God's word, church isn't canceled. As long as we continue to minister and encourage one another, church isn't canceled. Uh, as long as we continue to carry out the commission, the great commission that Jesus left for us in our own way in this trying time, church is not canceled. I know the great commission says to go, and right now the, the government says don't go. Uh, but there are other ways to go. There are other ways to reach out to people and to be the church to them. And I was thinking in this day that we live in, uh, what an awesome responsibility, what an awesome opportunity to be salt and light in this world. Amen. Church isn't canceled. Now, that was my introduction. Let's get down to the sermon. And I know it's going to be hard to keep your attention. So we're going to try to keep this brief for our scripture today. I want to look at 1 Corinthians 13, 13. A lot of you can quote this by heart. You know what it is just when I say 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Uh, the verse reads, Now abideth faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. Now that word abideth, uh, look that up in my Bible dictionary, that means it continues, it endures, it remains. In other words, it can't be canceled. Amen. These three things aren't canceled because these three things can't be canceled. Now I know that uh, Paul writing this uh, to the Corinthians, he put things in the order of faith, hope, and charity, and I'm going to present them to you in maybe a little bit different order. And I want to look at charity first. Uh, charity, love, is not canceled. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me just a moment. <clears throat> now, I know that we could stop here, we could camp here for just a long. We could preach a whole sermon on charity, on love. And, and Paul wrote this 13th chapter of first corinthians this was the love chapter that uh, we uh, uh, mentioned in the bible so often uh, even in, in verse 8 of chapter 13 i believe it has a little phrase in there love never fails so taking that love never fails love can't be canceled and we live in a time when it is probably a lot more difficult to express love but that's what love is love isn't just a feeling it's not just the way you feel towards someone you know I can sit in my house and I can feel love uh, for the whole world uh, but what good is that if I don't express love to the whole world Amen. love is meant to be demonstrated love is meant to be expressed and we we often put these two verses together and I'm gonna have them put up Romans 5 8 uh, re reads like this, but God commendeth, or God demonstrated 
his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now look at that. God demonstrated his love. You know, I believe when God created man, I believe he loved him. But God didn't just sit up in heaven and leave man all to himself and just love man with a feeling. And man was all on his own. He demonstrated his love to it. And then we look at John, or 1 John 4, 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, if God loved us in a way that he demonstrated it, we ought also to love one another. Uh, now, we ought to express our love. We ought to demonstrate our love. And like I said, it's, it's, it's more challenging today. But, you know, if we really put thought into it, there are ways we can express love even when we can't sit down face to face and talk with one another and uh, we express it here at church with uh, communications with cards and letters keep doing those things that's an expression of love uh, the last two weeks uh, we've had our uh, services online and i'm usually the one on sunday mornings before service i stop and get the donuts to bring them in for everybody to enjoy before class starts we haven't needed the donuts but I knew there was a donut shop that needed to sell donuts. I stopped last week and I stopped this morning. I went in and gave them the price for my regular order of donuts and just said, I don't need the donuts, but here, uh, let me pay for them anyway. That's an expression of love. And you wouldn't believe the effect it had on our donut lady, uh, just the way she received that. And we've got opportunities like that all around us to express love as long as we the church express love love isn't canceled love is not canceled nothing can cancel love the next one i want to look at is faith faith is not canceled uh, what is faith uh, looked it up in a online dictionary faith is complete trust or confidence in something. And if we really hear it's complete faith and confidence in God. Amen. And God is worthy of that confidence. And when we talk about faith, we usually talk about our faith. And Brother Chapel has been really good to over the years to remind us our faith is only as good as the object of our faith. Amen. It's only as good as the object we put our faith in. Uh, don't have a chair up here, but a good example, and he's used it. If I were to just sit down, had a chair behind me and just sat down, that would be a demonstration of faith in two different ways. Number one, faith, the chair is there. And number two, faith, that'll hold me when I sit on it. Now think about that. Faith, God is there, and God will hold you when you call on him. He's the object of our faith, and our faith can be placed in him. Uh, when we had the, our son, Jason, and he became a toddler, uh, he became a climber, and then he became a jumper. Uh, he'd get up on a stool, and I'd hold my hands out like this, and he'd just jump into them. And then he got a little braver, and he went up higher, and he got in a chair. Stood up, and I'd hold my hands out, and he'd jump. And then he was on top of the counter. Hold my hands out. He'd jump. Uh, I believe I could have put that kid on the roof of the house and held my hands up. He would have jumped. 
Why? He had faith in an object. It was me. He had faith that I was there and that I would catch him. Uh, faith is as good as the object. Uh, so let's look at the object of our faith. I'm going to go through some verses here pretty quick, but I think they're, they're very relevant when we think about the object of our faith. We think about God. 2 Timothy 2.13. If we are faithless, and sometimes our faith does get weak, he remains faithful. Even when ours is weak, his is not weak. Psalms 119.90, talking about God, you're talking to God, your faithfulness endures to all generations, and it stands fast. It stands fast. It can't be canceled. Deuteronomy 7 and 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Is he going to be there? He's going to be there. Can he provide? He can provide. 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, skip one. 2 Thessalonians 3.3. The Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. It seems like today the evil one is having a field day. God is faithful. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I like this one. No temptation. That word temptation, the Greek word can be uh, uh, translated also test. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted or tested above or beyond your ability, but will with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Because of the eternal faithfulness of God toward us, we can put our faith in him. We can put our faith in him. And faith is not canceled. I, I thought about just going through the roll call of faith by faith Noah by faith Abraham by faith Moses and these people they faced some situations in their life and they went through them by faith and today the situations that we face in life we can go through them by faith faith is not cancelled the last one I want to talk to you about hope hope is not canceled. What is hope then? We've defined it at church a lot of times. Hope is an, an earnest expectation. And I know if you look it up in the English, modern English dictionary, and you think about how we use the word hope today, a lot of times hope can sound more like a wish. Uh, I, I really hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. Now that's a wish. That's not hope. Uh, that's a, a desire. Hope is a confident expectation. Uh, I read it this week uh, when I was looking at faith and hope. Uh, and one man said it this way, and I kind of like the way he put it. Faith is grounded in the reality of the past. Hope is looking to the reality of the future. Hope is looking to the reality of the future. And I know last week, Brother Aaron brought, a, brought the message, and he mentioned 
uh, uh, Paul and uh, his companions on board the ship in the midst of the storm. And the, the verse popped out to me as I was thinking this week where it said, And all hope was lost. Uh, sometimes it may seem like all hope is lost, but hope is not lost. Hope is not canceled. Uh, it is grounded in the reality of the past, but it's looking forward to the reality of the future. Let's look at Jeremiah 17 and see if I can uh, kind of put this verse uh, in that context. Uh, starting with verse 7, Blessed is the man that trusteth the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. And then the next verse, For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river. Now that's kind of a passing, planted, past. Listen to the future. And shall not see when he cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful, or shall not be worried, or fretful in the year of drought, future neither shall cease from yielding her fruit. Now, people then that have hope that is in the Lord, it's hope, it's an expectation for the future. Uh, where does hope come from? And we've already said that hope comes from faith, uh, but it also comes from God's Word. And there are many, many, many verses in the Bible that we can quote today that would help us in to, uh, to, to achieve Hope and help us to find hope. I just want to touch on, on two of those. Uh, Philippians 4, verse 13. And we see this a lot. Athletes put it in their uh, uh, shadow under their eyes. You see Philippians 4, 13, that verse says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And that's a, a, a verse and a message of hope. Uh, but it, does that only apply when you are out on the football field and you're uh, making touchdowns or gaining yards or advancing the football? Is that the only time that this applies? No, that's not the only time. What about when that football player is benched and on the sideline? Can you still do all things through Christ that gives him strength? I believe it does apply when we're on the sideline. So if you go back up and you read the two verses just before verse 13, Paul is writing, we studied this not too long ago, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed to both be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Then verse 13 says, I can do all things. Through Christ who gives me strength. He says when the times are good, I can do all things. When times are bad, when I'm suffering, when I'm abased, and when I'm hungry, I can still do all things through Christ that gives me strength. Now, uh, hope is not canceled uh, just because times get rough. We can still take the, the precious promises of God's word, and they apply just as much now as they did uh, when everything was normal. Uh, hope doesn't fail. Verse uh, 28 of the book of Romans, and this one we've heard quoted time and time and time again, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Amen. Very precious scripture, a scripture of hope 
Uh, all things work together for good. Uh, if we look through the book of Romans, and I encourage you to go and read the, the whole eighth chapter of the book of Romans. Uh, there are some treasures in that. I found one in verse 24 talking about the hope. Uh, I, all things work together. The hope that's in that verse. Verse 24 says, for we are saved by hope. And I like that verse that is put there because now it links hope with a Savior. Uh, we are saved by hope. Where does our hope come from? From God's word and our knowledge of a Savior uh, that God sent uh, to, be a, to be a substitute for our sins. But that salvation experience is the beginning of hope. Yeah. It links hope to the believer. I like that that verse is there. Uh, in verse 15, says, we have not received the spirit of bondage again unto fear. I like the idea that hope is there even when we're afraid. When we're scared, there's still hope. There's still hope. When we, when we have fears, still all things work together for the good to them that love God. In verse 18, it says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to compare with the glory which shall be revealed in us. It says, I reckon the sufferings of this present time. That tells me that uh, hope endures even in times of suffering. This verse still applies in times of suffering. And I know today that a lot of people are fearful and a lot of people are suffering. I'm fortunate and a lot of us are fortunate that our, uh, we've been labeled essential. We're still getting to work. Some are uh, uh, lucky they're getting to work from home, but there are a lot of people that are fearful about their future. Uh, a lot of people that when the stock market started taking that, that nose dive, uh, caused a lot of fear in people, a lot of retired people, depending on that retirement savings to get them through a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety for a lot of different things going on in the world today. Uh, and there's a lot of suffering going on. But let me tell you this, hope is not lost because hope can't be canceled. So in summary, let me say this, love isn't canceled. Find an opportunity to express love. Find an opportunity to, 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 to love on somebody in some special, unique way. Faith is not canceled because we got an object of faith that is faithful. Hope is not canceled. When it seems like there is no hope left, just rely on God. Hope is not canceled. And if you're listening to this today and... and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, you don't know what real love is. Uh, maybe you need a place to put your faith. Uh, you can put your faith in a lot of different things, but you need a place to put your faith that won't fail you. And maybe you're desperate for hope. Hope comes through salvation. I encourage you today, find a spot somewhere. Uh, just bow your head. Call upon the Lord. Tell him in your own words that you're tired of living like this. Tell him in your own words, I'm tired of the guilt. I'm tired of the shame. I'm tired of the hopelessness. God, I need you. When I came in forward, I, I bowed in a church at an altar. Uh, and I thank God for that altar. It doesn't have to be there. But I was a young lady that didn't know what to pray, had no idea what to say. 
I knew what I needed. So I just prayed, God save me. Amen. That's all it took. God saved me, and you know what? He did. If you need that today in your life, find a spot. Just call on him. He knows your heart, and he'll give you what you need. We'll close by giving service back to Brother Chapel. God bless you. Thank you, Brother BJ. And I join with him in appealing to you if you have never received Christ. If you will receive him, he will accept you. And if, you, uh, you know, if you're troubled about that, you're not sure about the future and your eternity, remember that this life is just temporary. Uh, talk to somebody. Find somebody that you know that's sound and solid in the Bible and uh, talk to them. And if I can help you, contact us here at the church. We'll be glad to talk with you, send you literature, whatever you uh, need in order to come to know the Lord. Thousands of people have done that, and you can do that as well. We appreciate you joining and tuning in with us today. We hope that your hearts have been blessed. Thank you, Brother Masters, for a good sermon. Thank you, singers, for all your uh, music today. We appreciate that so very, very much. And let me say to our members today, don't forget, send those cards and letters in uh, with a check in there. We'll be so grateful. I appreciate those that did that this week. A few of you did. A lot more of you need to do that. Spread the word about that, okay? Because everybody's not online. Everybody doesn't get this uh, program. And so we want to keep this ministry going. We want to keep the missionaries taken care of. We want to pay the bills. We want to be good stewards. And uh, we want to uh, give our treasurer what he needs to pay the bills. So God bless you, all those that have given and all of those that will give this week. And tonight I'll be online on my uh, Facebook Live uh, again with another devotional. So I invite you to come and join Danny Chapel Live, okay? And God bless you. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today for this uh, experience that we have had here in this place that we could come and worship you through this medium. And I pray, Lord, that you'd bless that because it's no good without your blessing. Pray that you would answer the request prayer request on our hearts, and I pray, Father, that you would uh, help us to walk the walk today and help us to reach out and touch others, help us to stay in your word, to pray, and to be faithful witnesses, and we'll give you all the praise and all the glory and honor in Jesus' special name, amen. Remember, no services next Sunday, but we will be back online. God bless you.